0: Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Numbers 30. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we appreciate the position you have put us in. We pray that we would learn to properly understand and appreciate what you have done in putting us in this position. We pray that we would understand the importance of vows and keeping them the solemn responsibility to do as we have said. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Numbers 30 Then Moses spoke to the leaders of the tribes concerning the Israelites, saying, This is the word that Yahweh commanded. If a man makes a vow for Yahweh, or swears an oath with a binding pledge on himself, he must not render his word invalid. He must do all that went out from his mouth." If a woman makes a vow to Yahweh and she binds a pledge on herself in her father's house in your childhood, but if her father hears her vow or her pledge that she bound on herself and says nothing to her, then all her vows will stand and every pledge that she binds on her life will stand. If her father forbids her on the day he hears of it, all her vows or her pledges that she bound on herself will not stand and Yahweh will forgive her because her father has forgiven her. If she has a husband, while bound by her vows, or a rash promise of her lips, and her husband hears of it, and is silent on the day he hears it, her vows will stand, and her pledge that she bound upon herself will stand. But if on the day her husband hears of it he forbids her, then he will nullify her vow that she is under, and the rash promise of her lips that she bound on herself, and Yahweh will forgive her. But the vow of a widow, or a woman who is divorced, all that she binds on herself will stand on her. But if she made a vow in her husband's house, or bound herself on a pledge with a sworn oath, and her husband heard it, but was silent to her, and he did not forbid her, all her vows will stand, and every pledge that she bound on herself will stand. But if her husband nullified them on the day he hears them, All her vows going out of her lips concerning her vows or the pledge on herself will not stand, her husband has nullified them, and Yahweh will forgive her. Any vow and any sworn oath of a pledge to inflict on herself, her husband can confirm it or her husband can nullify it. But if her husband is completely silent from day to day, then he confirms all her vows or all her pledges that are on her. He confirms them, because he was silent to her on the day he heard them. But if he indeed nullifies them after he hears them, then he will bear her guilt. These are the decrees that Yahweh commanded Moses, as between a husband and his wife, and between a father and his daughter, while her childhood is in her father's house. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 27, we had the special rules about inheritance, where a man had no sons, so his daughters would inherit the property. The usual rule was that only the sons would inherit the property and carry on his name. Then in chapter 28 and 29, Yahweh went over all of the special sacrifices they were to make at all the feasts. Now, Moses gives the commands from Yahweh about vows. For men, it is very simple. If you vow it, do it. But for women, it is more complicated, because they can be under the authority of their father or their husband. So if a woman is still living at home, under the authority of her father, and she makes a vow, her father may overrule her vow and cancel it. But her father must do that on the day he hears it. If he waits and says nothing that day, then the vow stands, and she must do it. If she is under the authority of her husband, her husband may cancel her vow, again, he has to cancel it on the day he hears it. If he doesn't say anything that day, then she must fulfill what she has vowed. If a woman makes a vow who is not under the authority of her father or husband, because she's widowed or divorced, then she has to keep the vow. There is no one with the authority to cancel the vow. If a woman's husband waits past that day before trying to cancel the vow, then the guilt is on him for breaking the vow. He has to cancel it on the day he hears about it for Yahweh to forgive. And now for a deeper dive. I think we learn two things in this chapter. One, the solemn importance of keeping a vow. And two, the authority structure. I think both of these things are unpopular today. People want to be able to go back on what they have said. And that is why divorce is so common today, because people don't treat their vows as important. The marriage vow is the one we know about commonly, But I think we are aware of people making promises to God in other aspects as well. I heard the story about one man who went to church one time in his life. He was out in the woods looking for someone who was lost. And he promised God that if he could find this person alive, he would come to church the next Sunday. He did find the person alive. And he feared God enough to keep the vow, and he came to church the next Sunday. That may be the only time he's ever come to church on a Sunday but he realized that you must keep your vows to God. A former boss told this story one time about how his car was sliding down an icy hill, and he started making promises to God if God would save him from this situation. Well, the car straightened out without any harm. And then he said, God knew I didn't mean it. Wow. I would not want to be him when he meets God. I met a woman one time who told me that when she was a girl, she had vowed to God that she would not eat dessert again. She was asking if she really had to keep that vow. Well, I asked her if her father had forbidden it when he heard about it. She said, no, he didn't stop it. Well, I suggested she should keep the vow then. That is hard, because dessert is yummy. But it was a vow to God. And every time she wants to eat dessert and doesn't eat it, she is glorifying God. Now, the second thing, the authority structure. This authority structure was set up in the Garden of Eden, when God made the man first and then the woman. And it hasn't changed, even today, when people are trying to say that there's no difference between men and women. There is a difference. God made us this way. Now, would you rather be a man who must keep every vow he makes and also has to decide if he will cancel vows that his wife and daughters make? Or would you rather be the woman who has the extra protection of her father and husband against a poor decision to vow? Well, we don't get a choice in the matter. God has placed us where he placed us. But, in a way, we are all the woman, because, as God's people, we are the bride of Christ, We are under his authority, and he has canceled our extremely foolish decision to follow sin. We are free from that terrible decision. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.